With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Chick and Nick Podcast is brought to you by Dundee Bank. Dundee Bank is a community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha. And when you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100% of your deposits are filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. Together, we build a strong community foundation, boost the economy, and strengthen small businesses. Go to DundeeBanking.com. That's DundeeBanking.com. Banking without boundaries. DundeeBanking.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. And the Chicken Egg Pod also brought to you by Revolution Wraps. It's a great way to promote your business. They produce uh, large format graphics, quality installations for vehicle graphics, window, wall graphics, interior, exterior signage, trade show displays. They are locally owned. They do everything in a house from design to production to installation. Check them out. RevolutionWraps.com. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. What are you wearing right now? Take off your bra, pull up your pants, and be a man. What is happening? I don't understand what is happening. Followed by a little, uh, our good friend, Bo Rude, I mean, asking Jim Trestle, what are you wearing do right you, now? I mean, that Classic is, moment. not to just like call for a flashback out the gates. So we don't need to do this because we got a million different things to talk about. But that is still, that's one of the all-time, that's one of the all-time Schick and Nick moments that unfortunately you were not. Therefore, uh, with Bo Root and Jim Trestle, I mean, just just absolutely unbelievable. I had an out-of-body – you know what people talk about, like, an out-of-body experience? I had an out-of-body experience with Bo Root and Jim Trestle there. It was nuts. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm all about it if you want to do a quick flashback here. You want to do um, it real quick? Do you want me to set it up fast? Yeah, set it up. This, this clip is 35 seconds long, so I think it's just the question and the answer. Yes, so I'm not sure because you were like uh, – I mean – you were like Cal Ripken of radio. Like it took, <laughs> it took an act of God to get Schick to not be at, uh, to do the show. You know, I mean, you were uh, you you were an Iron Man, and so I'm not totally sure why you weren't there, but you weren't there, and Bo Rood was filling in, and somehow this just happened to land on a day where Sugar Shane got us Jim Tressel, and. He was head coach at Ohio State at the time, and I believe he was either had just done their spring game or their spring game was coming up this weekend or whatever, right? And so, and maybe Jim Tressel was also going to be involved in some speaking engagement in Omaha or something. I don't, I can't remember exactly how we were able to land Tressel. I, I think it was FCA, wasn't it? Maybe it was. FCA That's thing? exactly right. It was, yeah. I don't even know what the FCA is, you know? <laughs> I don't even know what the FCS is. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Bo Pelini. But that's you're right. He was speaking at some FCA event either in Lincoln or Omaha, and that's how we got him. But this would have been in the spring, I believe. This would have been like April or something like that. So literally, we you know. Th- Earlier on in the show, you know, the whole sweater vest thing, Bo and I are joking like, do you think he uh, wears a sweater vest all the time? Do you think when he opens his closet, it's just 15 sweater vests and all that stuff? So, you know, I mean, we're just, you know, two dork dorks on the radio talking like that. And we bring on Trestle. We do the whole interview. It goes really well. And then for some reason, Bo Root felt like he needed to jam in an awkward... <laughs> Moment at the end, referencing the sweater vest, and uh, let's just say it was awkward. <laughs> All I remember being told about this and then listening back, I haven't heard it since, was him asking the question, Jim Trussell kind of being stunned at the question, and then you jumping on the grenade to massage it. Had to. Right? I mean, I had to. All right. Let's listen back. This was Bo Rude <laughs> in, I believe, his first and last fill-in <laughs> opportunity with the Chicken Nick Show. Coach Trussell, we really appreciate the time. Best of luck. Safe travels down to Lincoln and uh, have a good spring game on, on April 24th. Uh, it's, great to, it's great to be on the Nick and Bo Show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Coach, one more question. Okay. Uh, what are you wearing right now? What am I wearing? You got to, you got to, he wants to know if you got a sweater vest on. That's you what he wants know, to I know. I don't. I, I'm, oh, all, I'm wow. already dressed for practice. Oh, okay. I got, came in, got a good workout in, and we had a couple meetings, and so I, I'm kind of fired up and dressed for practice. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I save the sweater vest for the game. Okay, <laughs> right, we, well. we were just curious. <laughs> oh wow! Can someone go find me a hole to go just get into and bury myself. That was even more cringeworthy than I remember it being. I love the end where he lumps in, we were just curious. Like, <laughs> okay, right, we, we were just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bo, golly, is that bad? You were, you were on the exit ramp, and yes. he pulled you back on the interstate. Right, he's like, whoa, let's get back on I-80 real quick. Go, hey, 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 I-80, you want to go at 85 miles an hour? It's like, whoa, dude, we are on the exit ramp. Pulling off here. I mean, wow. We're hitting a break. We're hitting a rest stop, oh. and he wants to go another 30 miles. Uh, I want to pick this apart real quick. I know we got a lot of things to discuss yeah. on this belated uh, edition, and we apologize. We're a little. Apologize. 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 That we're in a little late here on Monday, but uh, the Super Bowl did happen last night. So I just. We, we need to get into uh, just this. There is the pause between Bo Rude saying, what are you wearing right now? And Jim Trestle saying, what am I wearing? And then you jumping on that. And even preceding that was, hey, one last question, coach. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, no one ever asked one more question no. after we've already said goodbye. Here, let's. To be on the Nick and Bo show. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, coach, one more question. Okay. Uh, what are you wearing right now? What am I wearing? You got to, you got to, he wants to know if you got a sweater vest on. <laughs> I had to like interpret. It was like you know when you're with a child, like your kid, and you're like, he just wants a juice box, you know, like that's what he wants, you know, like you have to speak four year old to someone that doesn't speak four year old. Like Trestle didn't speak Bo's language, and I had to just, I had to be like, he, he, this is what he means. It's like don't pay him any any attention. What I love about it was, why did Bo have to phrase it in the most creepy, like 
where does his voice like all of a sudden he channels his inner creeper he does what are you wearing right now oh my god <laughs> that it's turned like, into a classic drop of <laughs> Bowroot. what are you wearing right now it just sounds like a creeper oh. asking a grown man what are you wearing that, and he's watching you through the window or that sounds like chris hansen is about to walk into the room and be like what are you what, what, what are you doing right now do you have a seat why don't you, take you have a seat, a seat? What are you wearing right now? I mean, jeez. God, and Trestle was – shouts out to Jim Trestle for being like – he was chipper. Hey, great to be on the Nick and Bo show. You know how coaches can be shaped. Oh, they sometimes yeah. are just like, the second this thing is over, just get me out of here. I don't want to banter. I don't want to laugh. I mean, great to be on the Nick and Bo show. He's joking around, all this stuff. He even took that weird question and handled it beautifully. Yeah, it's like, uh, one more question. Uh, <laughs> you could tell he didn't know what he wanted to say. Okay. 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 And that's the most uh, like I'm not I okay. don't want uh, to answer this. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> Golly, Bo Rude. Uh, you know what though? You could use this for your podcast. True. Uh, when you're when you're on with Bo, it's the uh, it's Bo- great to, it's great to be on the Nick and Bo show. <laughs> what have we we've yeah. been missing I mean, that's what this podcast has been missing. Jim Tressel <laughs> Jim Tressel introing when Bo's on with me. That's what it's what we're missing. I mean, gee, many Christmas, Bo Rude. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> what are you what? wearing right now? Golly. And especially that was back in the day where your boy didn't host very much. Right, so, right. You, I mean, I was. I mean, when, I'm sure when I got the rundown and I saw Jim Tressel, I was like, I was excited, but I was like, God, why can't it just be Dirk where I can fumble my way through it and it's all to the goody? Hey. Or why can't it be Niatawa where it doesn't – I don't have to be, like, professional, but – Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So I was – I mean, I have almost successfully landed the plane, and then right at the last second, we're at O'Hare, and a 50-mile-an-hour gust takes us off the runway. Uh, it's, great to, it's great to be on the Nick and Bo show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Coach, one more question. Okay. Uh, what are you wearing right now? What am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Trestle will always be, you know, I like I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for him just because of how he handled that moment. Oh, it's just so it's great. Terrific, right? <laughs> like and I came back. It was like I was the teacher. I came back and the room was a disaster. Disaster. Like, like wait a second. I was gone. I only took off like half the day and I came back and the and the crayons are everywhere and there's <laughs> paper everywhere and the well, Timmy defecated all over his desk. What's happening? Chick, I think. The first, arguably, potentially the first two times you ever took time away from the show. This happened. We have a what are you wearing with Trestle. And the other time was Dirk filled in. And Dirk and I argued about Jordan and LeBron and went went like 40 minutes straight. (laughs) Blew the whole clock apart. Didn't take a break. We got to the berries at like like an hour into the show, and that's supposed to be like 10 minutes into the show. I mean, I didn't give you very much confidence to leave your boy alone, dog. No, and I think you did that intentionally so that I wouldn't leave you alone. I know. It's like, I need you, man. Hey, you know, I mean, that's right. You were an Iron Man, and you naturally are, but I also kind of was like played into it. I was like, this guy, I'm going to make sure that he never misses a show. I'm going to derail every show that he's gone. So I'm like, hey, man, you got to stay. You see what happens. I had a a friend... Once, who gave this great line? He said, "I'm not dumb. I just pretend I am because I'm lazy." That's it. 
Kim calls me on that all the time. Like something will be, you know, something with like Christmas decorations. Like, so what right. am I? What am I supposed to do with with the? Where am I putting? She's like, don't play dumb. Go go down and take it down to the closet downstairs. I'm like, uh, she's on to me. Fourteen years, she's on to me when I play my. I played. What dumb. are you wearing right now? <laughs> God. Please, can you? Next time you do the Bo Rude podcast, which, yeah. by the way, I believe is, uh, would, would you give the uh, tell people where they can find it? It's it's on the Nick Bob podcast feed. You can uh, you can go subscribe, or you can do the whole the Schick move. You can you can subscribe, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we, next time. Next time we might have to have like Bo's 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 perspective I, on this moment. You know. That would be a great cross promotional item here. Uh, we've just played it in its entirety. Yep. You can snip that from this pod. We give you know you and I both sign off. Use it on the Nick Bob pod. <laughs> <laughs> should I? But should I? Should I make sure that I don't get you mad? I'm like this. This audio courtesy of <laughs> Magic Magic's hard drive in his uh, garage. <laughs> This audio courtesy of the Shick and Nick show, which I'm a part of. Which I am a part of, you know. We need to start doing that. We need to start, you know, whenever I listen to Bill Simmons, like he always, you know, it's like the Bill Simmons podcast brought to you by the Ringer NFL show, which I'm like, he does a whole bunch of like, he'll do like Zip Recruiter and then it's all his other podcasts that he's on. We need to start taking five minutes at the start of every one of my podcast and Shick and Nick to just promote the other podcast. That's a pretty sneaky good Bill Simmons, because he does have that name, Bill Simmons. It's down here. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's, it's you know, the 1979 Phoenix Suns. I just, you know, defensively, one of the best 15 units I've ever seen. Zip Recruiter. <laughs> so good. It's pretty bad. That's pretty good. Okay, well, what do you, what do you, what do you want to talk, you want to talk about, uh, what do you want to talk about, brother? Well, a um, couple of things. You heard the streaker there in the beginning with Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan is quickly turning into uh, the streaker play-by-play voice. He's the which, goat of that. Let's just be honest. If there's a streaker, you want one guy on the call and one guy only. Which, if you know, you're still. I mean, you're not a you're not a newbie in the business, but I think you're still at the level, and so would I, that you'd be almost hesitant to oh. call attention to it for yeah. fear of your job. Like play-by-play guys can be. You know, a little neurotic. No offense to anyone who might be a play-by-play guy listening, <laughs> but you know, it's certainly a a breed where you know you just you you call the game, you do a good job, and you and you check out, and it gets to a point where if eventually you get to your comfort zone where you feel like you can get away with stuff. And Kevin Harlan has done like a bunch of people running onto the field, and that we should play the whole thing in its entirety. Would you like to? Uh, would you I, like oh, to I would love to hear it in its entirety. Have you heard it yet? No, I, that's why I wasn't even sure what that was okay. in reference to when I heard the the cold open. All right, this is Kevin Harlan, courtesy Westwood One, <laughs> courtesy of the Chicken Egg Show. <laughs> Here's Kevin Harlan when the streaker came out onto the field. Been down twenty five oh three to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. 
And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl? <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> that, when, when it's all said and done, that needs to be on the first highlight on the Kevin Harlan reel of his career. That was incredible. So good. It's just so good. It's terrific. Like it's it's he pulls down his pants, just the delivery. He's pulling down all his pants. Put up your pants, my man. <laughs> oh, that's good. So wow. good. It's good. So good. That's good. That's um, good. Where do you want to so, start? Breaking down last night. That's it. Um, I do want to start with. Let's see. What do I want to start with? We used to our post Super Bowl shows always had. We would bring on the guy to talk about the yeah. commercials. <laughs> Nothing said chicken Nick like. The post Super Bowl, our first guest wasn't somebody that was going to break down the you know some analyst, some beat writer from the Super Bowl winning team. It was like, nope, we're we're going, we're going the commercial route. That's what we're Bailey doing. Lowerman, wasn't it Bailey yes, Lowerman? Not the right. guest, but the company. It's our buddy from Bailey Lowerman who's breaking down the commercials. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Let's start, let's start at the commercials. None of them were good. Um, yeah, what was going on? Well, how about I mean. Real quick, I mean, I'm sure you had your, your kiddos with you. Yeah. You know, you get all fired up, like, all right, here comes the very first ad. And we were like, you know, I mean, we had kind of pumped it up to Mava. We got our pizza and all that stuff. And <laughs> here it comes. And the first ad is an M. Night Shyamalan movie <laughs> oh, that looks like the most terrifying thing ever. In fact, 12 seconds in, I was like, Mava, hey, look at, look at daddy. Let's just, oh my God, look at me. Just look at me and do not look at the at the TV right now. I they mean, like come two on. or three spots for Clarice. Yes. What is happening with CBS just bringing back Hannibal Lecter? I mean, crikey. Now, I did like the uh, the Rocket Mortgage commercial with Tracy Morgan. I thought that was very good. I, I, I did enjoy that. I did. Both, both those were good. And I think they finished top two in the USA Today ad meter, whatever that means. But... <laughs> Um, the Clarice thing made me think about Hannibal Lecter, which made me think about you. Do you have anything like if Hannibal Lecter was calling play by play for the Super Bowl? Do you like if, if things, if they really wanted to do cross promotion for the movie, for the show Clarice on CBS and they brought Hannibal Lecter up to the booth (laughs) and he subbed in for Tony or, or maybe for Jim Nance, just for a spell. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that would... Third down and four. A very critical down for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is going to be under center for this one. He motions Mike Evans into the slot. Takes the snap. Ooh, he is flushed out of the pocket. And down goes Brady. Brings up fourth down, and they're going to have to punt. It's not going to be a touchdown. It's not a touchdown, Hannibal. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hannibal Lecter's not a touchdown. I thought Brady was going to throw a touchdown to Mike Evans, but instead, it's a sack. It's a Big Mac sack. Got a lot of tweets about Big Mac sacks, by the way. <laughs> the Chiefs co-opted it. It's a Midwest thing. The Big Mac sack is a Midwest thing. It is, is a that Midwest right? thing. It is. That's exactly right. But I don't, uh. I mean... Yeah, CBS and Clarice. What is? Oof. I mean, what was that? I mean, did you enjoy the? Did you enjoy Ad, uh, 
Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and Shaggy, It Wasn't Me with Cheetos. I felt like that was right up your alley, brother. That was decent. Yeah, that was decent. I was kind of like half paying attention to it. Our audio wasn't completely up, but uh, I, I got it and I liked it. And, you know, people afterwards, oh, he's, you know, uh, Shaggy for the win. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's, it's like, okay. I don't know. Shaggy for the win. Uh, someone was telling me he, he he that's just a put on accent. I just found I was today years old when I when I learned that. Seriously? Yeah. That's really? what someone told Someone told me at the Super Bowl party I was at. Um, so that has true. to be true. That has to be 1000% true. So yeah, we had that and um yeah, overall commercials were you know, I feel like we say this every year. It's like, man, commercials suck now, man. These commercials <laughs> not any good, man, but it just it, yeah, there I don't know if there really was a a memorable one. I mean, the Bruce Springsteen one was like, I mean, it was like directed by Steven Spielberg. Sheesh. Don't you love, like, it, there's nothing more predictable than sports writer Twitter just fawning over Bruce Springsteen. Of course. Like I mean, that. it's like it's like a rite of passage. Be like, all right, so we are going to hire you as a sports writer. One final question before we uh, make this whole thing official. Bruce Springsteen, yay or nay? Nay? Well, then that changes everything. We are going to have to uh, go in a different direction. Wish you the best of luck, but this is not the industry for you, my friend. Here's going to be your test. Uh, name me three Bruce Springsteen songs. Uh, that's going to be uh, uh, Dancing in the Daylight. Oh, I forget the name of the song. I apologize. No, it was, it was Born in Canada. No, that's the name of the first song. I apologize. Okay, I was thinking it was uh, Montana, and I was thinking, I want to say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. It was one of the non-conference games. I forget the name of the team. I apologize. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. (laughs) Perfect. Now, Nick, you and I, we like to promote our show, the podcast. We've done that for for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what if there were a way to promote our little business here? Our, our show here, our podcast, with perhaps a, a very cool-looking graphic wrap that was installed on your vehicle. How would how would Mava or Mac feel oh. scooting around in their kids' seats uh, as you are racing around <laughs> under the speed limit, of course, with kids in the car, but uh, with a Chicken Nick logo on it? I mean, it's just it'd be unbelievable. Well, I always feel a little bit empty. And hollow inside when I drop Mava off at preschool and I do not have a Schick and Nick Revolution wrap all around my vehicle. I just I feel a little bit empty. You know, the, the reality is you're always showcasing your brand or you could be always building your brand up. And that's what you can do with Revolution wraps Schick, do you realize they do everything in house from design to production to installation where you are going to be able to take your brand to the next level frankly i don't know why i'm not doing this because i could be you know putting our brand to the next level when i'm dropping mave off at preschool i would love to do it here in charlotte i'd probably get some odd looks uh, yeah. with it but they would log on to the website and if they didn't i would log on to hadari.com but one of the things that they do with these vehicle wraps, imagine like if we had a drop of one of the, of the show, <laughs> you know, like Tyler McKinney's face on our vehicles as we're as we're driving around, and people are very happy about that. Um, the vehicle wraps, what they do, it's just advertising without even thinking about. It. They increase your visibility twenty four seven, three sixty five. Their 
lowest cost, highest impact form of advertising. They offer any type of coverage from full wraps to partial wraps to decals. And vehicles, not the only thing they do, obviously. They do wall graphics, interior and exterior signage, trade show displays. And this is what people need to do for 20% off your next project. Visit the website at revolutionwraps.com backslash chick and nick that's revolutionwraps.com backslash chick and nick or just mention this ad when you contact revolution wraps you get 20 percent off your next project it is not very complicated uh and it's a very good business and they will help increase your visibility around town for your business and your brand it's revolutionwraps.com all right so uh, getting into the game i i do want to call attention to uh what you tweeted out um, seemed like you were catching a little, you, you were sensing people were kind of done with, uh, Brady this morning. You tweeted Tom Brady and LeBron James, <laughs> ah! Tom-, I, Tom Brady and LeBron James are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Is there a more, how many times have you started a tweet with Tom Brady and LeBron James. Or Tiger Woods. Like, it's one of those three names have gotten me rolling on the old Twitter machine probably 86% of the time. You, uh, the tweet was, Tom Brady and LeBron James are still on the mountaintop. Uh, mountaintop. <laughs> uh, just because you are tired of it doesn't make it not real or true. Are you? I always like Nick Baugh flying in on his on his white horse to rescue Tom Brady. It's a little, is, help me out is, though. What is happening? Help help me out because sometimes I don't know with some of this stuff if it's a little straw manish. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see anything, but but you, I don't. Uh, you follow different people, so you're, yeah. You're, you know, that's the that's the yeah. that's the tough thing about like you know, media in general is sometimes right. like what your feed is or what you're right, hearing right. may not be what somebody else is, is hearing. But, you know, I hear people like Rob Parker on Fox Sports Radio call, okay. you know, Tom Brady's not the goat. He's the loat, the luckiest of all time. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. And like stuff like that. Or I should have sent this to you. I saw yeah. a there is a Max Kellerman highlight reel of him since like 2016 saying that Brady's fallen off a cliff it's over he's probably the worst quarterback in the AFC and like all this stuff it's just like I I don't understand it and we talked we've talked about this when Brady was going back to the Super Bowl but like it's amazing where I mean we played the old the the old Trent Dilfer thing back in 2014 or whatever it was when you know, he declared that Tom Brady and the Patriots were not, they were done in 2014, you know? And it's just, again, I feel like some people interject their feelings that supersede logic, facts, reality, and what's happening in front of you. Like, people want to be like, Kevin Durant's better than LeBron. It's like, what are you, Giannis is better than LeBron. Really? Really? You, you, Giannis is better that you want Giannis over LeBron James. Even right now. Oh, I, Brady, done. There's about seven quarterbacks that won over Brady. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Like, and that's where I guess I'm maybe conjuring up some sort of thing where it's like, just because you're tired of it doesn't make it not 
true or real. These two guys are still the best. Like, I, and I'm not, I wish I'd have said this before the fact, but like, and, and maybe this, people, I'll get laughed off the stage here. I'm telling you right now, if you could, before that game, and granted, there was a lot of different things that went into the Bucks winning and the Chiefs losing. Mainly, the you know the Chiefs' offensive line was not good, and and Mahomes was running for his life. But like, I would have rather for one game for last night. You you I get the first pick. I can have Mahomes or Brady for that one game. I'm taking Tom Brady. Yep, I am. Like, I I am, and I just these. You know, and I heard that some people, there was some chatter. I think it was Coward was talking about, like, you know, if, if, if Mahomes wins this one, you know, he's now in the GOAT conversation. I'm like, whoa. Like, wow. I guess right. I'm just right. always amazed at how quickly we want to anoint. And this is kind of par for the course for sports media in general. It's amazing how quickly we want to we anoint people and then also how quickly we want to then remove the crown from them. Yeah. Find the replacement. Um. We were, I was hosting an ESPN Radio Super Bowl pregame show from 3 to 6 Eastern on Sunday. Not sure why I'm giving it a plug. It's already happened. You can't go back and listen to it. But one of the questions we talked about was legacies of quarterbacks, right? And you, you want to talk about that. Legacies can really be born out of such randomness in sports where you can go to Tom Brady's tuck rule, right? Yep. Where that starts. Couple of Vinatieri kicks, okay? But then on the flip side, David Tyree's helmet catch derails uh, the undefeated season for the Patriots. You go to Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady throws a interception in the AFC title game two years ago, and it's negated because of an offsides penalty. If the interception stands, the Chiefs are probably going to the Super Bowl, probably beating the Rams because the Rams scored, I think, three points of the game. And we were talking about maybe Mahomes going for his third straight Super Bowl last night, right? So there are things that have to happen along the way for you to get to where you are. But one thing you also have to do is you have to be there. You have to be available. And you have to be performing up to the level that allows your team to get to these certain spots. And so people with the Brady of, yeah, three-point win in this Super Bowl, three-point win. Three-point wins in his first three Super Bowls, okay? Fine. But (laughs) why hold that against him, right? So people are quick to say, hey, it wasn't a 10-point. It's a Super Bowl. Of course it's going to be close. The best team in the AFC, best team in the NFC, it's supposed to be close. But then you go to, you know, the the Seattle Super Bowl. Well, if they just hand it off to Marshawn Lynch, okay. Yeah, but they didn't, you know. They didn't, didn't. right? So it's all these ifs. And here's the thing. You can go through. It's like when we talk about that SEC run of national championships. There were things that had to happen there. That's what sports is. And that's what, you know, the nature of football. Basketball and football are different in that you drop a football and it could bounce either way. Right. Yes. You drop a basketball, it's going to come right back up to you. Football is the analogy of the shape of the ball. It's like you really don't know a lot of the times what's going to happen. A kick wide right here, a block kick here, a fingernail on a ball here, a holding call here. So many things happen. But to your point about Tom Brady, there's always this quick rush, like you said, to anoint who's the next best. And then the no, the anointing of, you know, with Patrick Mahomes is, oh, is he going to be the GOAT? And we actually had Max Kellerman on the pregame show, and I brought up his tweet. 
And I said, you know, you had that tweet back in 2016 of he's going to fall off a cliff. And since then, this will be his fourth Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. And he has owned that because I think he tweeted a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, saying since my cliff tweet, he has had a Hall of Fame career since the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> but we've talked about this, and you're right. We are ready to anoint, and we're ready to turn the page. And we just, it's all about sports talk. It's all about TV talking heads. It's all about trying to spin it forward and being right. And everyone wants to say something that they can be proven right or something dramatic because it needs to be aggregated, right? And that's just where we are. We can't just, we always joked on the show, we can't just sit and enjoy. It's okay, you won one Super Bowl. Can you win six? (laughs) Wait, I just he just made the Disney comment last night. He's going to go to Disney World. We're already talking about what's happening for the next 10 seasons. Why do we have to do that? And it's just, it's where we are. It's like the good and the bad about sports talk right now. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, it just... I mean, even for you could, I think most people would agree, probably the two greatest team sport athletes ever are Jordan and Brady. And those guys, for even as great as they are, have needed needed different, you know, you have you think about Jordan, you know, John Paxson hits a, right. a, a couple of big shots. Steve Kerr hits a big shot. Um, you know, then Brady, Vinatieri's field goals, Malcolm Butler that you pointed out, the 20, I mean, basically they needed Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons to, I mean, right. I mean, completely vomit on themselves when they're up 28 to three, but guess what? They still had to go to your point. Like Brady had to still come back from 28 to three, you know, like he still had to go do it. And it's just, it's, it, it it's a, it's just amazing how, well, how do you feel about. Because one thing that I, I've, I've felt, there, there are two different elements of the Belichick part of this conversation, too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love how, for some reason, Brady doing well now, like, it's, I'm supposed to now think less of, of Belichick's two-decade run as a coach. Like, I don't, I don't connect those <laughs> dots, really. Like, I get how the divorce and you pit one against the other. Like, I understand that. But I also don't know why we have to tear down Belichick because Brady went to Tampa and won. But then at the same time, I think if you want to take any shots at Belichick, it is pretty remarkable that they wanted they let this guy walk out. They wanted him. They basically showed him the door, which is is unbelievable. Right. They could have, from what I've guys I've talked to, they could have locked him up to a longer-term deal before things went sour, but they were always ready. Okay, is this it? Is this it? And that tells you. Like, that's why if the Patriots felt that way, then guys like Max Kellerman would probably feel that way, right? right? Like, this thing's going to end soon. And the reason that you feel that way and the reason the Patriots probably felt that way is because what Tom Brady is doing has never been done. Yeah. And – I think in talking to Max, one of his answers when I asked him that question was, look, he goes, when I made that comment, I was doing the math on it. So that was 2016. So that was, he's 38. And he goes, it was in July, I made the comment. And so I'm, I'm giving myself 18 months, like one more year, and then that's pretty much it. And then you're going to see the downside. And it never happened. And he's setting records. And you go, this isn't possible. What he's doing is just not – like, I even tw- – I tweeted out. Like, I, he's 43 and wins a Super Bowl. I'm 41. I wake up and my back hurts from sleeping. Right. Like, it's just not – it's disgusting what, he, what he's able to do. And there won't be another one like him. But we're all just waiting for it and waiting for it. I think I said on a Sunday morning show on ESPN Radio this year, like, does this look like a guy that can win a Super Bowl this year? Because midway through the year it didn't. Right. 
but then you forget who we're talking about. And it's really incredible. And I will say this, to the GOAT aspect, not only was he the GOAT going in, oh, God, yeah. but now, no matter what Mahomes does, he, will ne- he could win 10 Super Bowls and would never be considered it. Right. Because a 25-year-old Patrick Mahomes lost to a 43-year-old Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, like, it is. He owns the head-to-head. It, it is the gap between Brady, if we're, like, in my opinion, if we're getting into the GOAT conversation, the gap between Brady and the next, whoever you want to say is there, is, is maybe greater than even Jordan and the next, whoever you want to put there. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, and, and what's hard is, Coward had a good point. He, go, he goes, sometimes it's hard with Brady because he doesn't, he doesn't do goatish things. I mean, like Mahomes right. and Rogers, like they're physically do things that you're like, you're like, whoa. Mahomes, you know? Mahomes had two incomplete passes last night that you just say, put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you? you're like, I've never seen that in my life. The dude right. was a parallel to the ground and th- flicked it 40 yards on a dime. You know, like, and same with Rogers. You know, Rogers, like, Rogers looks like like a a guy you've never seen in your life. You know the the way right. the arm strength, the mobility, all those things. Brady kind of does Brady looks kind of just like very it's it's very fundamental, it's very ho hum, it's all that stuff. So I think I think that there's also a little bit of that that it, it's he doesn't necessarily have the flashiness that some of these other guys have. But I mean, I think what what Max is getting at and what a lot of people are getting at is like betting on time is pretty much undefeated. Right, like yes. if you just eventually, eventually, time is going to catch up to Brady, and I think some people have gone to that bet thinking that it was going to happen. It just it it hasn't happened, and so like if you just didn't know, if you just removed, and you, it's hard to do this, if you just removed age, like you just didn't know, you didn't know Brady was however old he was or whatever, like you would not be betting against this guy. But that I guess that's what I'm saying. Like people, people are allowing that to 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 influence how they're kind of viewing this guy, which I get to a certain extent, but it's just like if you just watch and then you also watch who's there at the end of the year, like you'd kind of be foolish to think like, like honestly, if he comes back next year, like why can't he be there next year? I think this year is going to, I guess, quell any people who doubt him going into next year. Like if if they had gone nine and seven this year, uh, or lost to the Washington football team, right. then you're having that conversation. You go to you go to the Super Bowl, you beat Mahomes, you do it in emphatic fashion. I guess it depends on how many pieces are back next year. But there's right. anyone who would doubt him next year would just be would how? just be silly. But but it, it's interesting that um, people always try to spin it forward. And one of the most annoying things about it, and I and I I almost brought this up on on the Sunday pregame show, but I didn't want to go there because I didn't want to spin it forward to this. But then on Monday, it happened, and it was this. It was, guys, it is not time to just talk about how Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. (laughs) It is not time to just talk about him being the greatest football player of all time. It is time to talk about Tom Brady in the context of the greatest professional athlete of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, can we just just have our breakfast? Right. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to compare him to Bill Russell today. I don't want to compare him to Wilt Chamberlain or Michael Jordan or LeBron or anything. Yeah, or Tiger or Michael Phelps or Muhammad oh Ali God. or all that stuff. Like, right. I don't even know how you do that either. <laughs> like, I really don't. How do you compare Muhammad Ali to Tom Brady? Like, how do you do that? 
Right. You can't do it. No. The the whole team notion of the sport and and all of that. Like I get it. He's he's in the conversation, but it's just a and and that's what sports is. It's just arguing. That's yeah. why debate shows rule. It's because people like to argue about sports and who's the best this, who's the best I ever saw. Well, back in my day and but I did say to my kids as we as we pulled into the house last night because we let them stay up. We were at a friend's house. We were six feet apart all the time. But Shouts um, out to six feet apart, we were. Uh, but one of the things I said to them as we pulled in is I said, "Guys, we just saw Tom Brady win," and I said, "You guys are one day going to be able to tell your kids that you saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl, right? And you saw LeBron James win a championship, and you're seeing tight. You're getting to watch Tiger." Come back to form. Tiger, LeBron, Brady. Brady. Like, the number of of great athletes that they are able to see. The fact that anyone who's at least 30 years old, think about the athletes we've been able to see. Oh, man. Right? Right. Yeah, you know, the, Jordan. The, Jordan. What is it? Jordan. So, Jordan, Tiger, LeBron, Brady. Magic. Bird. Magic, Bird. Uh, Kobe. Go to the other sports. Phelps. Gretzky. Lemieux. Right. Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, John Elway, like all of these guys that we've seen that you're at least 30 years old, you go, you know what? This has been pretty good. This has been, been a pretty, pretty good, good little run. You probably need to be at least 40, but you get the, but nevertheless, you get it. I the, the thing that is amazing though too, it, it go, like last night's Formula Two was was, and you don't want to denigrate like Tampa had a bunch of stiffs out there. I mean, they got Mike Evans, Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. Bra- you know, like you don't want to be like they are throwing it to Stiff McGee and Slow Willie Johnson and out there. I mean, they got they got guys, but like Kansas City is like explosive to a degree that is just it's crazy, right? But it shows you like that game was won because one team had a billion penalties, and the other didn't. That game was won because one team had a bad offensive line, and the other didn't. One team had a good D line and the other really didn't. And coaching, you know, like managing the game. Like the end of the first half probably lost the game for for Kansas City. And again, I always got Nebraska on the brain. But like you think about all those things, like it's even against Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Like if you are good in penalties, the trenches, and game management, you got a chance, dog. You got a chance. And to that point... There are like even the great teams, like the Chiefs, can can do stupid things. Yep. And and the officiating, I get it. Like first half wasn't great. No, there are a couple it, plays you're like, eh. even for me, yeah. I'm like, I'm pulling for. I'm like, I don't know about a couple that of PIs, a hold. Yeah. You're like, eh, I don't, I don't know about that. But you knew going in, this was an officiating crew that throws a lot of flags. So be on your p's and q's about that. But even toward the end of the first half, and I tweeted about that. It's like you're you are calling timeouts with a minute to go after they've handed the ball off to Leonard Fournette. You're calling a timeout to try and get the ball back. If they don't get that first down, you'll probably have 30 seconds to do something. When in reality, what you did was you called a timeout. Then they said, okay, we're going to throw the ball. They did call another timeout. You gave Tom Brady incentive to get a first down. And then once he got the first down, he marched down the field Got it, you know. Got the PI call, whatever. Thirty-seven yards on that play, and then gets a touchdown, and that was game. When you're the Chiefs and you were getting the ball to start the second That's half, it. like that, that to me, I don't. I'm not a big like game strategy tweet guy, but when I watched that, I didn't have any restraint. I was like, this, what we are watching here, is so egregious, and you know that you've got Patrick Mahomes. That you know they get the ball first coming out. If you have that confidence in Patrick Mahomes, 
then you should be fine starting the second half. Get in. You're lucky to be down eight. That's it. You Why would you terrible. call the timeouts? Just take it. He just handed the ball off. They want to get into the locker room, and you said, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to see what more we can do here, and you lost the game. You're so right. I mean, it just, like you said, they were, the Bucks were content going to halftime 14-6. to six. If, you're, if you're Kansas City, you can sit there and go, we played awful. Like, we couldn't have played worse, and we're only down 14-6, to six, and we get the ball to start the second half. And sometimes, and we see this in, in a handful of other instances in sports, but sometimes when you're so explosive, the, the more explosive and yeah. talented a team can be, the more arrogant they can be. And I even think you've seen that with Frost at times with like continuing to be aggressive early on in his tenure at Nebraska, late in games. I think of the Colorado game in year one when it was like it was totally time where you needed to alter what you were doing. But sometimes you're so talented or you think you're so talented that you you allow arrogance to get in the way of it. It almost felt like Kansas City's arrogance got in the way of logic of what you just laid out of like, man, you could have gone to halftime. 14-6, to six, played terrible, and you get the ball to start the second half. I mean, think if they just play it out, they get the ball to start the second half, and they score, and it's 14-13. to 13. Right. Totally different. Again, the, the Bucks were going to win that game probably regardless, but it, it, it certainly said, uh, yeah, this, this thing's over at that point. No doubt. I want to take a quick time out from this award-winning podcast to talk to you about a wonderful sponsor of ours, and that is Dundee Bank. It's a community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha. And Shiki, do you realize, and I know you do because you're looking at the copy points right in front of me, do you realize when you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100% of your deposits are filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. You can feel good about banking with Dundee Bank. Well, I appreciate that info about Dundee Bank, and I will call you on that and raise you the fact that they have business checking for anywhere your business takes you. And do you know what happens, Nick? And, and maybe you don't. But do you know what happens when you open an account at Dundee Bank? What do happens? I, I don't know. Tell me what happens. Well, I want you to sit down, okay. and I want you to just find a place to just rest here because this is going to blow you away. They will donate $10 to a local nonprofit. Yes. $10. $10. Uh, do you know what they can help you do when you open an account with Dundee Bank? I, I wouldn't even have the slightest idea what they could help, help, help me do. Help me, help me out. Help me understand. They can help you transfer over all of your direct deposits and update any automatic bill payments. They can Whoa. do that for you. Really? Well, hold on. Hold on. Do you realize that they have, you might not know this, do you realize they have free and convenient ATMs all around Omaha? Do you realize that? I knew they had free. I didn't know they were as convenient as you were letting on. That's but where are they? Where is Dundee Bank located? Well, you realize they're located in Dundee and Blackstone. And oh. uh, if you just need to check out the website, Chick. It's DundeeBanking.com. DundeeBanking.com, my friend. Okay, uh, let me write that down, dundeebanking.com. Very good. Um, just to let you know, bank without boundaries with an all-new mobile banking experience. Again, not sure if you know this, deposit a check using your phone, set alerts, get real-time data anytime, anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, support those who support us. Dundee Bank at dundeebanking.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Before we get out, oh, speaking of, uh, so Nebraska redoes their schedule. What really changed from the original schedule to this 
schedule? Was it more backloaded instead of front-loaded? Yeah, it's very backloaded. Uh, I want to say, did the Purdue schedule get, I think, maybe where they're playing Purdue got flipped? And then you weren't sure if they were actually going to do the Ireland thing right? with going to Ireland to play Illinois, which I think in some ways you hope you, you hope the the pandemic is you know in a manageable state then because you know what I don't think you're cr- I would be crazy about if I'm Nebraska is let's say they bail on that game and I don't know if then they would find a neutral site for that but it would be Nebraska's turn to go to Illinois and right. do you really want to kick off the season with a road game against Illinois where it's Brett Bielema's debut? I don't – that feels like a not a great situation. Like, I guess what I'm saying, I think you got a much better chance of winning that game in Ireland than you, than you do in Champaign. That's uh, that that's interesting. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. You, you are better off. Like, that's – what that you have just said encapsulates the problems with Nebraska <laughs> football. Tell you what, it, you want to go to Dublin. You don't want to go to Champaign. You want to go to Dublin. If you <laughs> – if you want any chance to beat Illinois, you need to leave the country. <laughs> We got a much better chance of going going over the pond to having some drinking some Guinness in a pub than we do just going to Champaign, Illinois. But but it's true. I mean, am I, or am it's I true. like it's truly it, that makes sense to me. Like I think you have a better chance to beat Illinois in Dublin than you do in Champaign. Give me the yeah. Give me the team with the new coach that is trying to you know get to know each other and have them have their first game be. You know, a third of the way across the world, halfway across the world. Right. Fine. Let's right. let's do that. We've been together. We'll figure this out. That that's going to be their first road trip going overseas. Plus, you don't even know the language over there, am I right? Yeah, right. You don't even understand. You don't even understand what these people are saying. You know, you don't even know what's going on. But donde está el baño? Donde está el baño? But but you're right. I mean that the the final. I mean November is. Yikes! I mean, you get you get a little bit of a break with you know southeastern Louisiana on November thirteenth, but I mean you got Ohio State in Lincoln on November sixth, and you're at Wisconsin on the twentieth, and you got Iowa at home on the on the twenty sixth. Like, I mean, it's just a brutal schedule. I mean, you got a, a pretty talented Buffalo team, not a layup. Uh, I mean, the only layup on the schedule is southeastern Louisiana, and that's on November thirteenth. This um, Buffalo Lance Leipold yep. in Buffalo, uh, they would have been better off if. He- he got uh, one of those jobs at, like, in Tennessee. I know. He did not. So he will be there, and he will come back to Nebraska. Nice little homecoming there. So, yeah, Illinois, Buffalo, at Oklahoma State, at Michigan State. I mean. I mean, you're non-con games. Look, there's really no way to make this sound great, but it is much more likely that this team starts 0-4 than they do 3-1. and Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, yeah, you it's got, just my knee jerk to that. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, that Buffalo game is a coin flip, at best, probably. And I mean, you go. I mean, you expect. I, I would kind of expect Nebraska to get rocked at Oklahoma, and then I mean, a roadie at Michigan State, not easy. I mean, then you and then oh by the way, you got Michigan the next week, and then oh by the way, you're at Minnesota, who's kind of owned you the following week. It's just scary where you feel like there's been this. You know, it, it feels like Nebraska's got to find a way, and it's amazing how things have changed, but it's like Nebraska's got to find a way to get to a bowl game, and you look at the schedule and you're like, man, getting to – if this team were to go – if they get to six wins, 
mean, I know that this sounds like I'm moving the goalposts big time, but like you get to six wins, are you kind of impressed? I think you're. Um, it's oh yeah. It's always the not what you do, but how you do it. But yes, I, I'm. I'm. I don't know if impressed, but I think satisfied of like okay, now we're making progress type of thing. Right, and maybe impressed. I mean, yeah, you 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 de- you deem it progress. Maybe not impressed right. is the right word. You deem it progress if they get to a bowl game. But you're right in that if you win six, you're probably winning a game you aren't expected to win. Yeah. So there's no doubt. But six of your last eight are at home. The southeastern Louisiana is. Uh, are, are we doing the old uh, SEC schedule? Yeah, what here? are we doing here? I mean. Well, what's what's happening? Like this is uh this is this is. I mean, the SEC is is saying you know saying you're copying us, brother. I mean, it is it is kind of weird. SEC's like step your schedule up, guys. Uh, <laughs> the back end. I see your southeastern Louisiana, and I'll raise you a McNeese State, <laughs> my friend. But I will say, um, getting the stands full would be nice. Yep, and changes a lot of things. And. Get a Buffalo at home, then Northwestern, then Michigan and Purdue and Ohio State. Again, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll and we'll go into the the Ohio State game saying, "Hey, if there's a year to get them, it's this year, right?" Yeah. No, no Justin Fields. Then C.J. Stroud will be like, "Hey guys, let me introduce you. Uh, <laughs> I'm the next. I'm the next contestant of first round picks in Ohio State." It's crazy. It it is. It's. One thing I was thinking about, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Last thought yep. to kind of tie it back to Brady. Because I was thinking about this because you're a recruiting guy. Yeah. Why is it, and I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, why is it that recruiting rankings seem to matter more in college than they do in the pros? Does that make sense? Like, Because you always see, like even last night, look at the two quarterbacks. Mahomes was on like a, his Texas Tech team was like, if I'm not mistaken, had a losing record and like, I don't necessarily – I didn't feel like when I watched Patrick Mahomes in college that I was watching a guy that was going to, like, dominate the NFL, you know? And then Brady was kind of a backup at Michigan, you know? Right. Then you look at Levante David had to come from a junior college. I guess it's it, to me it's weird that it's more – it seems more commonplace that guys come out of nowhere and be stars in the NFL than they do come out of nowhere and be stars in college. Why? why that's a weird thing to me. Uh, well, the knee jerk reaction to that for me is that, um, whenever someone says the, Hey, look at the number, like I always look at it as the number of stars in this Super Bowl, right? They'll say, Hey, there's only one five star playing in the Super Bowl and there's 15, four stars and the rest are three and two stars. Well, the reason for that is because the vast majority of college football players are three stars and below. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. The pool you know, of people is just dramatic. Yeah, yeah, the pool of people. And so, you know, you take a typical a typical year in recruiting. You know, ESPN, there's 12 five stars a year, maybe 15 at the most, right? And anything more than that is usually not there for ESPN. Now, people might use rivals. Rivals are giving out four stars like Oprah and Cars at a talk show. Ah, it's just, no, you did it. Like, this guy's a five star. I'm like, really? Okay. Really? All right. <laughs> trying to sell a subscription there. Nick Baugh. Five star. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, but, um, and then, you know, you have, I don't know, hundreds of, of four stars would be my uh, couple hundred, 300. Yeah. I, I don't know, know if, I, I know if yeah, my but... math, if my math is right on that to fill out the rest of the, the ESPN 300. And plus it goes beyond that for four stars. But outside of that, it's three stars. It's two stars. It's not rated guys. And so the collection of talent, these guys, these NFL rosters have to fill it have to fill their rosters and you're going to draft guys that, you know, frankly, we talk about the inexact science of recruiting. 
guys are not finished products when they get to campus, right? Mm -hmm. And so you could have a guy that sits, and then by the time he's a junior or senior, maybe he's not a maybe he's not a bona fide star, but he's a really good contributor on a really good team. And then he gets to the NFL, and then you you know fulfill your potential. I've always said this too that it's also about the people that are around. That's you. it. That that would be my. Other you're with way to I mean, you get to the NFL, you're with pros. Well, in, but even with that, even with being with other pros, like you got to be at the right. Like Patrick Mahomes, and this isn't to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes because it's just the truth. Like even Brady, like if Brady doesn't end up in New England, is Brady Brady? Correct. If, Correct. if Patrick Mahomes doesn't end up in Kansas City with a guy with you know a, a great coach in Andy Reid and all the you know arguably the best tight end and you know deep threat in the game and Tyreek Hill, like. Is he Patrick Mahomes? Just like, you know, so you, you sit there and think about him at Texas Tech and you go, well, boy, he didn't look like that at Texas Tech. Well, it's like, well, football is the ultimate, like you're dependent on the other 10 guys around you. Maybe if Patrick Mahomes was with was with Alabama, maybe we'd have been like, oh, my God, is Patrick Mahomes, we would have already crowned him. But you don't, like, that's that's the best part about football. It's like you you need you need the other guy, the other ten guys around you, and if not, you might look totally right. different. Would um, Travis Kelsey be looked at as the next goat tight end if he didn't play for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes? Right. Yeah. I, it's right. and that's right. where basketball is different because basketball is the most you know one guy can have such right. a great influence over how good a team is, the wins and losses, all those kinds of things. But football. Because that's what was so interesting about this Brady thing of like, can he go to Tampa that has just, you know, been, been, you know, had no postseason success and in one year flip it? And he did, but at the same time, like that roster was pretty, pretty, that's a pretty good roster. And then all the acquisitions for net, uh, even picking up Gronk, like right. they, they're a pretty, that's a pretty talented group. They just needed the right quarterback. And I think Brady's, the right quarterback to to lead a team deep into a into the postseason. Brady, the previous year, his best receiver was a banged up Julian Edelman, right? Yeah. This year, he had three All World receivers. Right, so <laughs> right? things are going to look a little or different. All I pros. Mean, well, uh, um, yes, yes. Evans, no Godwin, and Brown eventually. Right, right. And Gronk, he pulls out of retirement. Hey, by the way, speaking of recruiting, two last uh, quick things. So Patrick Mahomes, I'm always interested in this. 2014 was ranked the 22nd best dual threat quarterback from ESPN. Okay. So he was a three-star uh, out of White House High School there in White House, Texas. Uh, here were your top quarterbacks in that class. The number one quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. Number two quarterback, Brandon Harris, who was signed yeah. by LSU and I believe transferred. Will Greer was number three, mm -hmm. signed by Florida, eventually transferred to West Virginia. Um, player. I, I mean, think he's with the Panthers yeah. right now. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, Jacob Park signed with Georgia. I believe he's transferred. Justice Hansen signed with Oklahoma. Gerard Hurd signed with Texas. Haven't heard from him in a <laughs> uh, Treon Harris signed with Florida. I believe he transferred. Then you go down. It's Reggie Bonifon. It's uh, Manny Wilkins. We've got Deshaun Kaiser was the 16th best in that class. You go all the way down, and then there's Patrick Mahomes wow. at 22. That's and crazy. Again, it's like it's inexact, but the the Chiefs traded up to get him, right? So somebody somebody knew something, but there's always busts too. And yeah. I just remember, I vividly remember, I think it was Peter Schreger was being interviewed, and this, if if my memory serves me, this was like 
either after Kansas City had parted ways with Alex Smith or whatever. Like he gave this whole interview and was saying, I'm telling you, the name you gotta know you gotta look out for is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody out of Kansas City is saying they got they got the best quarterback in the league, all this stuff. And I remember thinking like you know, because I'm used to like basketball. Usually, it's pretty rare someone like is like fairly ho hum in college, and then all of a sudden they get into the pros and they're great. Even you know, like Steph Curry was. I mean, he led Davidson all the way to the Elite Eight. You know, like you watched C.J. McCollum Lehigh beat Duke. You watched Damian Lillard lead Weber State to the like. You know, it's rare that a, that someone's kind of like completely off the grid that right. comes into the into the pros and is just. Big time. And so I remember just being like, wow, what? I mean, Mahomes, really? I watched him play. It seemed like he was, you know, you're, like I chalked Mahomes up to be like, oh, he's your typical Big 12 quarterback, just, you know, kind of, you know, un- unpolished, big arm. They threw right. it a million times, don't know how it'll translate, whatever, you know. And then look what happens. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's a beautiful thing about sports. Yep. Sometimes you think you know and then you don't, and uh, life is fun. I like it. It's, I it's like, fun. I like football. It's fun. I like it. It's It's fun. I uh, do want to give a shout out, uh, by the way, to uh, the Beanery. Yes. Uh, the congratulations to them. Everyone did a great job of uh, supporting that business, and please support the other businesses as well. Dundee Bank, Revolution Wraps, as well. Yep. So, very cool stuff. Before we get out of here, I <laughs> I called a game over the weekend. Okay. It was a high school game. I called two games. Uh, Montverde saw their 44-game win streak snapped. Kid hit a bucket at the end of at the end of the fourth quarter to send it to overtime. Kennedy Chandler, number one point guard in the class. It was you go online. It's, it probably should win an Emmy. It was a really good call. <laughs> um, but there was another call that I made that this was earlier in the day last Friday. I was, did a doubleheader. This was. Uh, Wasatch Academy out of Utah facing Oak Hill Academy. And I thought of you as I was saying this, <laughs> and I'm going to play it here, and I just want your feedback to see if I'm doing this right. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right. They're not one-dimensional players. Oak Hill trying to get something going, but no, that was Brennan Rigsby saying, meet me at the rim. <laughs> I think that was executed perfectly. In fact, I think somewhere Grant Gibbs has to be uh, has to be smiling. Grant Gibbs does have to be smiling. Uh, this was the call that you made on a Grant <laughs> on a Grant Gibbs dunk. This is what you had to say. Meet me at the rim. <laughs> <laughs> that was you, and this was me. Something going, but no, that was Brennan Rigsby saying, Meet me at the rim. <laughs> yes, meet me at the rim. Now, the difference was mine was on a rejection, Gibbs was the dunk. Hey, so it doesn't matter, it's still right. a meeting at the rim. What happens at the rim is entirely up to the players, right? You guys take you settle that up there. We're gonna take care of what we describe it down here, right? <laughs> It's not up you us. meet you meet up there. We'll react to what we saw. The meeting still takes place. Yes, it was a meeting. That's uh, good. Two guys met at the rim. That's all that happened. <laughs> That's good. Uh, thank you to uh, everyone for listening again. Uh, apologies for the delay in getting you this podcast. Thank you for your uh, for your emails. Yeah. Uh, 
I want to uh, <laughs> want to read this one email. This is from Joseph. Emails laugh at chickennick.com, and we will always read these emails. He says, hey, guys, I love the show since day one, and the wife got to hear a lot about it when Mustache Adam and I would talk. <laughs> uh, he says, she's been listening to the pod with me and has learned some of the drops herself. Over the weekend, Ghost was on one of the movie channels. I walk in while she's watching it. I say, you talking to a ghost? You talking to a ghost? <laughs> Her response, she says, what is that one drop? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. She responded with, that's exactly right. He says, Schick and Nick, even good for bringing marriages closer. Yes. So there's Joe. So there you go. Yes. Quoting the show to each other. Uh, But of course, as we end, this podcast is over. Tyler McKinney always closes us out with this quote from the show. I'm not happy about that. Shick and Nick. Yes. Shick and Nick. Yes. Shick and Nick show. Yes. Here we go. What are you wearing right now? I'm um, I don't know. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.